This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. says let's go to church let's go to the house amen let's have a special time together it's nothing like you know uh, uh, a family reunion and uh, we get to do that every week on a weekly basis and that is a wonderful thing speaking of that I'll pass Cindy will announce afterwards uh, on the 7th uh, of uh, August first Sunday of August will be the 42nd year uh, of uh, passion uh, as a people, and uh, there'll be we'll have a special service that day. It will be a great time uh, together. Where uh, for the first time, everybody say for, uh, first time. For the first time, uh, and it'll kind of be a one way, but eventually we're going to have it uh, have it uh, always uh, where. Uh, where we can have a corporate meeting and go from campus to campus, you know, interaction. Uh, but for this time, we're, uh, because of equipment and limitations in that, but how many of you know we need to use the be- uh, do with something with what we have and make the best of what we do have? So Dr. V and Miss Denise will be in the house in Montgomery, uh, and, they'll, uh, um, and they'll be leading us in... Uh, a time of celebration together as a church. And it's going to be a time of prayer and praise. Uh, if you've ever been to one of those uh, here, you know they're very, very powerful. You won't want to miss out. Especially, uh, I think, the significance of this Shemitah year. And uh, a lot of you will hear me uh, say that from time to time. We haven't elaborated on that because we're still learning. But I'm going to tell you, you know, it's a year where business is not as usual, so we shouldn't treat it that way. And we should be willing to learn, uh, you know, as uh, 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 over the course of uh, our lives, we're uh, lifelong learners of the ways of God, of God's ways. Amen. This is, we don't want to just know about Him, we want to know Him. Isn't that right? Want to know him, uh, his person, his character, his conduct, his, the way that he does things, the way that he accomplishes his will. That's more important than him just, you know, putting some bread in your basket. He'd rather show you what a wheat seed is, help you to recognize good ground, teach you about the seasons, help you to believe him for uh, sowing and hoeing and growing and rain and learn to harvest and, and all that and you'll never be without bread you won't be a beggar of bread you'll be a believer who always has bread you'll hear it say another way you know give a man a fish you feed him one time teach him to fish you fed him for a lifetime amen I'm more of a lifetime believer I remember one time a fella came to uh, church, you know, because he didn't have a car, and he, you know, he really cried out to God, had a, a desperate need, an immediate need in his life, and then after a while, didn't see him no more, and asked about what happened to him, and said, well, he got a car. And so I guess he just drove on off. He got what he needed from God, and 
you know, I need more than just an immediate, an immediate fix. Amen. I intend to serve God all life long, beyond this lifetime, for forever. Amen. Well, what do it matter? Well, you know, you get to heaven and, you know, uh, pass through the fire. I thought that was hell. No, when you get to heaven, every man's work is tried by fire. How you lived your life, all the choices and decisions that you made, and, you know, every man's work will be revealed for what it is, and you don't want it all to burn up. Thank God you'll be saved, but, you know, I mean, you're starting eternity at kind of a disadvantage. I mean, you could have laid up some treasures already. Could have already had a head start. Could have learned about, you know. Amen. Are you listening? All right. You know, you, you get to determine your own measure, you and I. Isn't that right? I, I, I cannot choose for you. Uh, God cannot choose for you. But he does allow you to choose, and he requires us to choose. But you only choose for yourself. Will your choices affect other people? Absolutely, they will. We want to influence other people for uh, the better, for the more. Amen? Are you listening? We want to be a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. But also realize, you know, you've got to go first. Isn't that right? Seek you first, the kingdom of God then all of these other things will be, uh, can I rewind the CD or just back up or digitally hit the thing and go back and say, seek you first. See, you're first. You know, you got to know him first for yourself before you can really make him known. You got to be in pursuit of him for yourself. You have your priorities straight in line and keeping with his priorities. Well, I just think it really don't matter what you and I think. We're told what to think by the Lord of Lords. Isn't that right? I mean, there's a lot of description there, but we don't have an opinion anymore. We live in a world that is full of opinions. Are you listening? Well, what does that matter when it measures up against the truth? Only what God's opinion is will stand. Well, how do I know that? I'm glad you came today because I'm going to answer that question for you. See, we've got to get you to a place for, uh, uh, of, a, of asking a question. How many of you came today with a question? Well, why, let's go home then because there's only two of us that need anything at all in this house. Because if you know everything, there's no, we, can't, we can't get you anything beyond what you already got if you're all self-satisfied. How many of you got a question today that you came and you need God to answer? Well, you know, that's a few, not all, but a few. Don't, you shouldn't waste your time then. Amen. Are you listening? Boy, have some questions in life. I got more questions now than I've ever had in my life. I don't know about you, but I, 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 the more I thought I knew, the less I know I don't know. Amen. That puts me in a, good, uh, in a good position to be taught, to be trained. Amen. <laughs> well, it ain't going to be hard plowing. I got dynamite in the back of my pocket here. Now, if you need me to blow yawn up, I'll just blow all that rock resistance stumps. But they going to be a field here that will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen. 
I don't fool I don't fool with no old Rocky Ridge and Stump and all that kind of stuff. Are you hearing? I came for anybody in this house wants to hear anything at all today, needs to hear from God. You're not coming in here. I don't got a bunch of junk now. I mean, I've been listening to God all week. And whether you get yours or not, depending on you, not on me. You better make a pull on your preacher today. Amen. Hallelujah. A couple of you might not even be ready for me today. But I'm all, I came ready. How about you? Are you ready? Oh, preacher, come on now. I can taste the turnip greens and cornbread right now. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> your, your life is more than the clothes you wear, the food you eat, and your little old routine around and round and round we go. Where she stops, nobody knows. Amen. <clears throat> well, let's go to Jeremiah 23rd chapter, 29th verse. I know I'm in the right house today. It says this, isn't, it said nothing else is like God's decree. Isn't my message like fire, God's decree? Isn't it like a sledgehammer busting a rock? Well, we took the sledgehammer out. Let's go ahead and look at my message like fire. God's decree. Isn't One translation says, isn't my word like fire? My word, my message like fire. See, the difference between just, you know, looking at the book as just an ordinary book, but also realize that God has put himself in his word. Him and his word are one. I remember one time, even my, you know, our children were raised in the way that they should go. And, and you know, people get a little messed up sometimes. And I remember this lady, you know, you can get way over into, you know, uh, uh, you can get a ditch on any truth. And, and this person was way over into the prophetic, you know. Now, there is the real that is the prophetic, the, the proclaiming force of God. And uh, so, uh, you know, being real spiritual, maybe perhaps a little super spiritual, she said, uh, you know, do you have a word from the Lord for me? said this to my son. And he said, yeah. He said, read the Bible. That is the word of the Lord for you and I. You know, uh, what's going to happen if you don't have a preacher? You better still have that word. A good preacher teach you that this is God's word for you. This is God speaking to you. And that if, if the preacher ain't there, the one who authored this word and the spirit of God, are you listening? God still speaks his word. And he'll speak this word to you. And the more of that word that you attend to, the more of God's voice will be in your life. The more of God's direction. The more of God's instruction, correction. Uh, hallelujah. We'll, we'll go forward here. My word, he said, you know, we acknowledge even in the natural, uh, I want you to think about this for just a moment, the discovery of fire by man. The difference that fire made in the life of primitive man we would say modern man versus primitive man and speaking 
purely natural here. It was a, 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 a played a major role. Fire, the discovery of fire, where it could use fire uh, to advantage and consequently advance in what we would call, quote, civilization. Uh, fire played the discovery of fire, man's ability to capture and use and, and to advantage uh, for advancement of civilization. The dis simple discovery of fire played a major role. Important, important uh, uh, impact. Well, have you discovered the significance of God's word like a fire that it fuels and advantages for advancement uh, the uh, the life of the believer. The Bible says in one place, attend to my words. I'll tell you where the place is over in Proverbs. You know, this is a this is a RX prescription for whatever ails you. My mom used to say this is good for whatever ails you, particularly health and healing to all of your flesh. It says, my son, my daughter, attend to my words, for they are life to those that find them. Well, you have to find them. It w it's not an automatic thing that it just shows up in your life. There has to be a seeking and a searching and a discovery of them. Hmm? But the same way that, that I could give you a seed and say, healing is the children's bread, hand you a seed. Well, you've got to discover within that seed, there's a lot of loaves of bread. But it has to be processed properly in order for you to eat and get the benefit of that. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right? Now, the Word of God is basic uh, to, fundamental, basic to any connection or interaction uh, with God, with the kingdom. The very first uh, uh, parable, and he called it the master parable that Jesus taught. These words are written in red. He said this, the sower sows the word. He pictured what the word of God is like, fundamental to our understanding, fundamental to us knowing anything at all about how the king and his kingdom operate and function in the earth. Now listen, if you've been born again, and if you haven't, we need to fix that. Born again simply means that you're born once into sin, need to be born again out of sin into being saved. Amen. The forgiveness of Jesus bought on the cross by the blood of Jesus the Bible says, and by the name of Jesus, calling on him as Lord. And don't take for that for granted just because, you know, you did that uh, uh, one time for yourself. There may be folks that listen to this today, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe when we're all out of here. Amen. At the marriage supper of the Lamb. And this message comes up. Don't take for granted. There are folks that will want to get saved then. Are you listening? God is turning hearts and turning lives towards him now. Wake up, church. Amen. It's all right. You can take a nap this afternoon. Leviticus 8. Well, if Jesus put a priority and importance on the word of God, should we? 
If the master said, if you don't understand this, you're not going to understand any of the rest of it. The word is the ABCs of uh, the alphabet, if you will, of knowing anything whatsoever. You know, uh, Kenyatta's here. She's an educator. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, I know she's learning Jay a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he's a lifelong learner like me, brother. Praise the Lord. Uh, but where do you start? Where do you start these babies? They, they, now, you know, now, you know, she's doctorates and masters and all that kind of stuff. But boy, one time you had to start with the ABCs. That's foundational to everything, being able to put those letters together and communicate, connect with understanding and knowledge. That when you read a college level, uh, you know, uh, master's degree program paragraph, it's still using them fundamental ABCs of words put together and that layered understanding. Same thing for our lives. The word of God, the, pr- the primary premise of the word of God, don't, br- don't try to understand life, interpret life, go you know, through life without understanding. It filters through. Everything has to filter through the word of the living God, the truth of the living God that's of no private interpretation. It's by the spirit of God. Those of you that are resisting the Holy Ghost religiously, you need to stop that. You're going to need more, not less, of God in the days that are ahead. This all ain't going to get better just by accident. Granny can't pray you. You know, I mean, some of your lives have fallen apart because Granny died. Because you're riding on her prayers. You've got to have faith in your own God, your own self. You got to know the word for yourself. And you cannot do that apart from the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something now. I'm going to point my finger up in the air. Jesus said this now. Hold on, boys. Now, wait just a minute. Now, you can, you can, you know, kind of cuss out and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, curse around, you know, where the Father is concerned. He ain't going to fall off his throne just because you misunderstand, misbelieve, shake your fist, don't believe this of God and all that kind of stuff and you can get away with you know calling me a devil but when you start messing with the one that's been sent to help your messed up self when you start calling the Holy Ghost the devil when you start rejecting and resisting the Holy Ghost you in more trouble than you really understand because you're rejecting the one that has been sent to help you he is called the helper are you hearing now, somebody says, well, that just ain't for everybody. First of all, he ain't an it. it. The person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, one who is like me, who is me, is coming. He's going to take my place and be just exactly like me, the third person of the Godhead. So to reject the Holy Ghost, who else are you rejecting? He said, if you reject the one that I sent, was he just talking about you rejecting your preacher? Or was he talking about the one that he was believing God to send as the promise of the Father that we are to wait on? Don't go do anything else in your life after you get born again till you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, who said that? Well, you just said that. Well, you go dig around in the Bible. I think you'll find them words are written in red. 
I think that we need to have a come to Jesus meeting and a little get squared up in the road where this foolishness over the Holy Spirit is concerned. You're going to need the help of the helper. Are you listening? And I'll tell you, our lives will quickly go to the level of the measure of how much we feel like we need to be helped or not helped. Isn't that right? You know, even a little child, we had our granddaughter uh, in, uh, uh, um, <laughs> what a joy. Amen. I mean, that's the truth. Now, at the time, she'll wear you out. But, you know, we were greatly strengthened. I missed her this morning. I mean, that's the truth. Amen. That little thing just woke up happy. I like happy people. Some of you try so hard to be so unhappy. I love you, but, you know, I don't know if we can help you or not. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, you've been working hard at it a long time. But, you know, uh, uh, happy's a good thing. I'm living in the happy ever after years in my life. Oh yeah, with my woman, with the church. Well, yeah, I don't, you know, oh, I've been through it with the church. I've divorced the church. I've done all kind of stuff. You know, I've given the church up and given them over to the devil for the destruction of their flesh. I've done every biblical thing I could think of and some unbiblical things where the church was concerned. Amen. It's like, well, if that's the way it is, y'all could just go to hell then. I don't need this who needs this you understand what I'm saying but you know I'm in the happy ever after life I believe in the church because Jesus loves the church he gave himself for the church he he is building the church are you listening the church is the bride of Christ hallelujah that will be spotless and without blame I mean glorious and victorious Jesus isn't going to snatch us out of here on a rescue mission because the devil has the upper hand no honey no, no, that's not the plan. So if you're waiting on that, you might die before that happens. Because the Lord's waiting on us till his enemies be made his footstool. Where's the feet? Down at the bottom. Amen. Till the devil's under your feet. Till the devil's under your feet. Now he is, that's why when Joshua, you know, the first, uh, uh, the, the first victory that they had uh, when uh, uh, Pastor Jericho and Ad, they he brought those kings out and he told all these, he said, now put your, laid them down on the ground, face down. He said, now put your foot on their neck. He goes, this is what God's going to do with all the other ones that we're going to face. Exactly what's happening right here. Oh, you better learn to put the devil underneath your feet in some of your stuff. Am I in the right house? I guess I am. I hear it like, like an echo chamber. Maybe I'll just look up there and, you know, uh, do like I do at home. You know, uh, get so happy I kick the barn door down, just about have a fit, have to go outside because the Lord done preached me happy and I'm happy all day long with it. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I wish I had two, three people in here, you know. Uh, are you listening? You know, to the neighbor that's lazy and sleeping all day, when you get up in the morning, go, glory to God. He goes, oh, who is that? I feel like that this morning. Glory to God. <laughs> two or three of you, huh, what, what? Is it breakfast yet? Amen. Why you get so stirred up and it's, it's July after all? Yeah. We're turning and tipping this thing over towards the, towards the backside of it. Amen. 
the best has been saved for last. Whoo, I'm glad I made it through June. Whoo, I'm glad I got through July 15th. Whoo, I'm looking at something different than I was looking at before. Amen. Glory to God. Well, um, in Leviticus, the sixth chapter, he said uh, this. God spoke to Moses in 8 through 13. He said, command Aaron and his sons, tell them these are the instructions for the whole burnt offering. Everybody say the whole burnt offering. Lead the whole burnt offering on the altar. How many of you want God uh, to work in your whole life? All of it, not just some of it. You want your whole life to matter. You want your whole life to count. You want your whole life to be good. You want the end to be better than the beginning. Your beginning might be small, but you're believing that when the whole thing is said and done, my, end, my latter end will be greatly increased. Amen. The devil might have had the first word, but God's going to have the final and the last word in my life. Are you listening? Do you know that the, the devil can't keep uh, you from increasing and being blessed because God's blessed you? The devil can't really curse what God has blessed. I said, are you listening? He said, oh, Pastor, I'm dealing with the curse. Well, deal with it, honey. Let it slide right on off of you. It ain't supposed to stick. Amen. I do a little dance every once in a while. I go, can't touch this. Can't touch this. Amen. I know that's not good, but it's the best a white boy can do every once in a while. <laughs> Don't be offended because I'm white. Amen. I'm doing the best I can. I didn't have no say so in it. Look at your neighbor and say, you really don't think you got to choose, did you? Isn't that right? God just painted you and put you here and told us to deal with it. Amen. Are you hearing? And you know we ain't going to deal with it the way the world deals with it, are we? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm God's masterpiece. How about you? Aren't you glad? Amen. I'm glad he made us, you know, what is that, uh, uh, God loves all the little children of the world. Sometimes we need just be childlike, isn't that right? Red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. God loves all the little. Amen. Made us all different. But you know, on the inside, we should all be bleeding red. And I'll tell you what, if we turn you inside out, you better be found true blue where Jesus is concerned. I add a few more things to the palette there. Come on, preacher, get on with it. Well, he said this, leave the whole burnt offering on the altar. A lot of sacrifice has crawled off of the altar here hitherto in the days that we are. Used to, used to be uh, that we believed that our lives were worth laying down for Jesus. Now we just want, you know, Jesus to do everything. We don't want to do nothing. Now listen now. He says, no, you need to leave the, you know, you need to leave the, the whole burnt, you need to leave what we've offered God on the altar. Amen? And leave it through there through the night. Now why is that interesting? He said until morning. See, you've got to learn, we have to learn to serve God all through the night. When you can't see, when you don't know, when it don't feel good, when it's dark, when it's, are you listening? You can't, there ain't all just daylight, is there? There's night and day. Up and down, hills and valleys, good and bad, blessing and curse. Amen. Are you hearing? Stuff you like, stuff you don't like. But you stay on 
course. You stay on the altar. You leave the, you leave that on there. It says this, goes on, it says, until morning with the fire kept burning on the altar. He said, then dress in your linen clothes with your linen underwear next to your body. That's pretty graphic. You know God will get down all the way in the underwear. Some folks need some help there. Next to your body. Remove the ashes remaining from the whole burnt offering and place them beside the altar. Then change clothes and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. Meanwhile, everybody say meanwhile, while all the stuff is going on of living, while all the stuff and the processes uh, are going on, you know, and you got the ashes to deal with. And you got the, anybody ever burnt wood? You know, the dusty stuff and the dirty stuff. And you got to change clothes. You got to, you, you don't go into the presence of God dirty. Amen. Wash up with the water of the word. Are you here? Sprinkle with the blood. Go in by the Holy Ghost. Don't treat God as ordinary or common, but know he's your daddy, but he's also God of the universe. And while we're doing all these things, all the changes that are happening in our everydayness of life, trying to be spiritual in an overly natural world. Isn't that right? Trying to, trying to be, uh, fit, stay full of the Holy Ghost while the demonic is chasing you around and, and up in your face wherever you go sometime. All you have to do is turn on the TV. Isn't that right? Oh, but I got news for the prince of the palate of the air. Somebody is about to move through and take over, blow that thing out. I mean, the spirit of truth will confront every lie. <laughs> you can't limit the Holy Ghost. Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil, the devil. The God is God. God is God. I mean, they're hollering and cussing and cutting themselves and doing everything they can. Are you hearing? But fire is about to fall. Fire from heaven is about to fall. And you're about to see the devil fall from some of these high places. Glory be to God. Amen. First place ought to be is in the high-mindedness, even of the church. Hmm? I mean, butcher some holy cows up in here. Serve up some barbecue. He says you need to keep that fire burning. He said, meanwhile, keep the fire on the altar burning. It must not go out. Replenish the wood for the fire every morning, arrange the whole burnt offering on it and burn the fat of the peace offering on top of it. Keep the fire. Don't go to God. Listen, don't go to God with all the, you know, stingy, with your praise and your thanksgiving. I mean, God didn't leave you where he found you. Give him the fat. Give him the good stuff. Give him the increase. Give him the glory for it. Give him the thanks and the praise. Let him be God, amen. God, I'm nothing without you. Boy, when I came to you, I couldn't rub two sticks together. Look here now. I got a whole pile of wood. I got a burnt offering. I got the, I got the bull. I got the sheep. I got the turtle dove. I got all of it. Glory be to God, amen. And you're not going to leave it there. I'm going to be more and more, not less and less. How many of you, when you hooked up with Jesus, he made you more? But see, don't you make less of that now. Let the devil talk you out of being thankful and grateful. Isn't that right? 
Oh, something little goes wrong and you're mad on the inside because you got trouble. Well, trouble comes. Trouble's part of this life. But aren't you glad that you overcame the last thing that came? And you'll overcome this thing. And you'll overcome the next thing. And you stop and just say, you know what, Lord, I thank you. I'm still alive. I do have trouble. I got problems. But God, I've got more than enough promises for you. And you have been faithful, God. You are the faithful one. And you're my God. I mean, I set my mind on things that are ahead. I put it in, I put praise in my mouth. Praise looks good on me. I dress up in the morning. Amen. And I'm not going to, listen, he said, change your clothes when you come in front of God, see? Isn't that right? You come in that see-through stuff, that old linen stuff. You don't know big pretenses and all that, but when you go out in the world, you dress in the full armor of God, but don't come in here thinking you are all that and it's a whole lot of more. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge His goodness. While I got breath in my body, I'm going to give Him everything to have breath. I take in a breath and I breathe out praise. I breathe out thankful. Why do you do that, preacher? Because praise silences the devil. When the devil won't show up, I start talking. I start talking about my God. I start talking and giving God praise and thanksgiving for what he has already done. All the things that the devil done to God undone. I give God thanks for that. Oh, I get a little stirred up. Somebody, I don't want nobody to come and stir me up, honey. I get up in the morning and stir my own self. Oh, sun's coming up in the morning. I'm looking forward to, you know, forward to uh, more than one of them little egg things popping out of the toaster. Glory to God. Amen. That ain't what fueled my fire. Glory to God. Don't let your stomach just be your God. Get hungry for God. Make a little more room for God in your life. Kick the walls out. Take the limitations off of God. As when I start praising him, he just comes and sits down. And you know, if there ain't room enough, he just overflows. He just pushes everything out a little bit further than it was before. Amen. Hallelujah. This thing's full, but just one more drop will make it spill all out over the floor. You start praising God, and your cup's half empty, you know, get it all the way full, and just, there'll come a point in time, we'll turn over one more drop, and it starts spilling out. Listen, out from within you to without you. Out into every circumstance in your life. God, I thank you you saved me. God, I thank you I don't think like I used to think. God, I thank you don't cuss like I used to cuss. I thank you, Lord, you gave me words of life. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me your word. Thank you that I have eyes to see. I can still look in this book and take a look and see who you are. I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, and by the way, I thank you any trouble I might meet today. I'm not going to do it all by myself. You and me are going to handle that together. Now, you're going to have to go in front of me. Oh, you already said you were. i seen you already have. I know you are. See, you waiting for somebody. You don't, you shouldn't need a preacher to stir you up. You already ought to come in here full. You ought to already come in here dripping all the way from the parking lot to the front door and to where you sit. And when anybody gets around you, they go, what in the world is that? That ought to not just be when you come to the house. That ought to be when you're in your neighborhood. That ought to be in your home. That ought to be on your property. That ought to be something overflowing on you that gets all over everywhere 
presence and the power and the person of God. Oh, my, my, my. Well, how do you get there? You've got to keep the wood on the fire and never let it go out. If it gets down just a little bit, you need to put some more wood on the fire. My word is like a fire. The message of my word. When I, I don't, This is no ordinary book. There's a message in here for me today. God wants to talk to me. I hear all the other stuff. I don't need to hear NBC, ABC, CNN, and crazy whoever. If you ain't reading out of this book, I, you ain't worth another look. You understand? The good news is the first news I'm going to hear every day. And I'm going to focus on that every day. I check in every once in a while. Yeah, still crazy. You're still a goofball. You're still heaven, hell, and heaven towards hell. But you know what? No, thank you. Amen. Oh, I will praise the Lord, bless the Lord at all times, for He is good and His loving mercy and kindness endures forever. It was here before you, it will be here long after you're gone. But I'm standing on the word of the living God. Oh, I'm going to keep it burning. It must not go out. It says, I, but now look at here. He's giving instruction. They have something to do. God wasn't going to do what he's going to do unless you do what you're going to do. It's religious fantasy and fallacy that God's got to do it all. It's another religious fantasy and fallacy that you're going to do it all. But I tell you, you cannot. God will not do what he requires you to do. He says, son, go get the wood. Don't let the fire go. Going down to the letter of the law. Honey, the law, are you hearing? It's more than words on this page. The law of God is written in my heart. I shall love the Lord my God with all my mind, all my soul, every fiber of my being, all of my strength, the best of my time, the best of my energy, the best of my ability. He's worthy of that. You can't take that away from me. That's written by the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. I refuse to mess with the mediocrity. Are you listening? The mindless masses that say it don't matter and are dismisses of God and say we need less and are trying to get him out of everything. Honey, I'm trying to get him into everything in my life. I'm trying to get him into everything. In my thinking, in my believing, in my saying, in my talking, in my walking, in my life, all the way to my children, my children, 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 to a thousand generations. With a little dash that's between the little dash for cash. No, honey. Born 1959. I don't know what 120 years will be. It should the Lord tell you. We'll leave that open-ended. But this little line in between is going to be full, full, full with a passionate pursuit of the living God that pursued me and found me and then said, Now you chase me, son.
never allowed to go out burning continuously without being extinguished and the fire on the altar shall always burn and the priest shall feed it you got to feed the fire you got to feed the fire well I tell you pastor's on fire today today just today is that what you think that it's just today honey 39 and a half years later still burning a bush that will not go out look people turn aside to see this side the thing that's different I've seen burning bushes before I've seen rocket ships before I've seen the little spackless are you hearing but give me somebody that is stayed steady, that's on a slow burn. Are you listening? Every once in a while I might have a flare up, but that just lets you know. Oh yeah, there's fire down in there. There's something down in there. I mean, don't you let these little gray ashes fool you. We used to go down to Santuck and there was a there's a uh a guy down there and he was selling boiled peanuts. And his, his uh, mantra was, he said, uh, boiled peanuts are hot. You know why they're hot? You don't believe they're not? Touch the pot. <laughs> boiled peanuts hot. You don't believe they're not? Touch the pot. You get near me. Give me half of halfway of your attention. You'll find out. Amen? Are you listening? Light you up in the heartbeat. I'm going to talk about Jesus now. <laughs> Amen. Oh, glory be to God. I still love him. White, hot, passionate. See, some of you want your prayers answered. The white, hot, heartfelt, passionate prayers. White, hot. You do metal. I used to make uh, uh, shoe horses and, and do blacksmithing. And the white hot is when is is at its highest. It's at its highest temperature that it can stand. Where actually molecularly you can do you weld at the white hot heat. You fuse things together. Amen. Oh, I'll tell you, our God's a consuming fire, and He's not just a little blue flame, honey. Oh, if a little dab would do you, that's all you need. But he's not just even this little orange or yellow red. He's white hot. You get, you really want to get up close to God, you're going to catch on fire. You're just going to catch on fire. Poke your neighbor and say, you may not be ready for me yet now. Amen, you know. But see, I can see smoke. You know, you can throw old green branch on a white hot fire and it'll only smoke at first. I see some of you smoking right now. I ban now listen, if I pray too hard for you, Lord might show me show me that you be smoking something. That ain't gonna send you to hell. You just smell like hell while you you're in that slow burn, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. That's not an issue. No, really, it is it listen. Listen, get on fire for God. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Who was that? Yeah, that Jim Carrey. You remember him? He goes, smoking. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, Pastor, smoking today. Oh, honey, I'm past smoking. What little, what little bit just fell on this fire? Gone. I got to keep the wood... Amen. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. 
How about you? Are you still fired up? Passionate over God's word and God's message. Realizing that taking that word, it's his message. God has a message. I see a lot of you on your phone. What are you doing? I'm checking my messages. What would happen if I looked at your phone? Is there any God messages on there? Do you check God's message first? Or is you passionate about God's message? Sandy goes, sometimes she goes, you don't read my text. I said, most of them I do. Especially the ones where she puts out there, it says, the word of God. And God said this, or said that, amen. Or has the fire, the passion died down and been allowed to go out? been quenched and extinguished and we're settling for the for the lesser that uh you know when it comes to when it comes to the word maybe later god you know the the word confronts our condition and it challenges our direction if the word no longer can correct us the word cannot direct us If the word cannot challenge us, listen, and it cannot change us. Revelations 3, now understand that that I'm not just preaching and taking up space, but I'll tell you, my words are spirit, they are life, and they're pushing back some things. They're tearing down some things and getting ready to build up some things all at the same time because words are powerful. And I'm going to go all the way over to Revelation. Oh, no, not Revelation. We can't go to Revelation. That's the end of the book. Why would we go to Revelation? You know, time's not up yet. Well, wouldn't it be wise to know where we're headed? And in direction, now, the book of Revelation begins with, and it was written down, recorded by a man that was, that was banned to the Isle of Patmos because they couldn't kill him. Because God wasn't done with him left. They boiled him in oil and he survived that. They put him on the Isle of Patmos thinking, you know, well out there what damage can he do? And he wrote the book of Revelation. And he said this, he said this, you know, I, I, uh, uh, he said, I, I wasn't treating Sunday like an ordinary day. He said, I know they got me locked up here and everything, but I keep track of the days. I know when the Lord's day is. And see, I, he said, uh, he said, I got old. He said, I, I was in the spirit. I got in the spirit of the Sabbath. I got in the, I, I got in the, I got in the joy of, of a day dedicated completely to God. I had no other gender, no other thing on my agenda except to be together with Jesus, with the Lord. I got in the spirit. I come into Sunday and I got into the spirit on the Lord's day. Oh, I wonder. I, I, I wonder. You know, I stayed in the flesh, Pastor, on the Lord's day, just like I do every other day. See, because I lived it up on Saturday, so I was really in the flesh on Sunday. Amen. I had to work. I had to do this. I didn't know. He said, I was in the Spirit. I was in the Spirit. The man chose to be, or he listed, position himself and be in a certain condition. He says, I was in the Spirit.
on the Lord's day. And he said, you know, when I got in the spirit, just got caught up. I mean, I, I just got caught up and carried away in the Lord. And all of a sudden, he said, I, I wasn't where I was. He said, I... He said, I got up into a now with God. And then he started writing all this stuff down. And the Lord started speaking to me. He had a new vision of the Lord. He said, now, he said, first thing I want you to know, he said, he said, it, he said, it, it appeared to be like him, but it wasn't like I remembered him. Remember, he leaned on his breast. He, he, he heard him say, uh, uh, mother, here's your son. He, Son, here's your new mother. This is the one who wrote the entire uh, book of John, but in Revelation, he said, but he wasn't anything like when I remember. Oh, no, no. He said, man, it looked like he was just on fire from the top to the, to the bottom. I mean, his hair was ablaze, white and glistening. I never seen anything like it. It said, it had this big old, you like this, ladies. You'll like this. I mean, his bracelet wasn't on his wrist. It was a band around his chest. A gold. Are you listening? Pure gold. Oh, what you going to look like when the Lord gets done with you? Hallelujah. We're even just talking in the lifetime of John and the change that had taken place in Jesus, even in his, his physical appearance. John says he, he was like the Son of Man, but let me tell you, oh, oh, I thought I knew him, but I'll tell you, I saw him high and lifted up and his glory and his train of fear. I mean, I got caught up in the thing. And he said, but you know, he said, I want you to write what you see. He said, I've got a message for every church and there's seven types, there's seven churches that are gonna represent the churches of the end times. Remember, he's getting a vision of the end times. He goes, this is what the church is going to be like in the end times and he and he and he typified them and he spoke to each church individual and he said now you know I know everything about you I, I, I like this but there's some things that we need to talk about amen well, he saved the best for last everybody say the best for last because you know in the great reversal you know in the great reversal the first are last and the last are first. You know, I think sometimes in America that we, that we have had the first place, so to speak. The America, uh, why the devil hate America? I'll tell you why. Because it's one of the greatest propagators of the gospel worldwide. It's one of the greatest givers worldwide. Amen. It's also a nation that completely dedicated itself to God and its founding. But you know, Israel dedicated herself to God and she floundered and America is flailing and found and floundering right now, perhaps maybe more than ever. Then that does not exclude the church, does it? I want to read a description here to you in the church of Laodicea. And I'm not saying that of this church now. I'm, I'm, he was warning them. These were warnings that he sent out. Now, why would the Lord do that? Now, think about this for a minute. He's going to answer that question. And if you give me just a little bit more time, Maybe this is just a little exercise of giving the Lord a little more of our time. Because you know extra oil will cost extra time. More of God will require a little more 
of our focus and attention and energies and efforts. Well, let me read this and then we'll be done because I know it's hard to sit there that long. You know, we do we do have bathrooms and I guess they have shady chips and soda pop and all that kind of stuff, you know. Treat it just like you're at the movies. You know, you get up and freely move about, but you do, you hurry up. You only you only, you wait and hold it as long as you can because you don't want to miss nothing. And you know, there's there's there ain't no pause button on this preacher this morning. You'll have to back up and get the you don't have tapes anymore, you know, but you'll have to rewind it for yourself. And then listen to what he says here. He says, Write to Laodicea, seventh church, to the angel of the church, God's yes, the faithful and accurate witness, the first of God's creation, says, I know you inside and out. It is possible to have a form of godliness but deny the real power thereof. I remember, uh, you know, this this profound thought striking me. Simple yet profound. I, I remember. Memory saying, you know, Lord, uh, I, I, I didn't come to you. I did not come to you knowing anything about what you could or would do for me. That was not the purpose. I just wanted to know were you real. And if you were real, you know, would you and could you change me? I've seen you in a reality in other people's lives. And they say all these things about you. But I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't come because I heard that God would give me money. I didn't come because, because God would heal me. I didn't come. And he, he is a provider. He's a protector. I, 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 didn't, you know, I didn't come because uh, you know, I needed, I wanted God to save my marriage. But that wasn't the thing. I... I I came because I just wanted him, if he's real. And I surrendered myself to himself. And I found out about all the other stuff, but that was not, you know, I wasn't buying the package. I don't care whether you wrap it up in lace and, you know, I mean gold wrapping paper. Just, you know, plain paper bag. Just put it on a paper plate for me. I just need to know, is, there, is God real? Is there a himself? I'm looking for the God who is. I don't know what kind of reward other than, than you know, I don't even know if he'll have me, but I want God. The American church, we've wrapped him up in all this stuff and we're selling the package and we ought to be selling the God. And not everybody's looking for, the, for God. They just want God, what God can do for them. And they come and when they get what they feel like that they have because God's merciful, they, don't want, they didn't want him. They just wanted, they didn't want to be used by God. They just wanted to use God for their own. Are you hearing? Amen. You need healing? Know the healer. You need provision? Know the one who provides. The heart of God before the hand of God. Amen? Because the love of God never fails. 
It's provided everything. And anyway, he said, I made you inside and out. You know, there's no pretense with God and find little to my liking. I don't want to be examined by God. I'm talking, he's looking at the church. The church can get in a condition, uh, you know, where it's all about the performance. It's all about the packaging. It's all about the outsides. You know, like Jesus said that day, he goes, you clean up all of the outside, but it's inside. Now, you're not letting me inside. Amen? Well, how dare God talk to us like that? Well, he can talk to the church like that. It's his church. He can tell us the truth lovingly. Now look what he said. He said, I find little to my liking. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. In in. In another place he said, uh, he said uh, this, he said, You're, you've become lukewarm. You've become lukewarm. He said, you're stale, you're stagnant. You've become lukewarm. Pastor Ron's going to come. We're living in the days. We're living in these kinds of days. Now listen to what he says this. See, because Jesus is taking our temperature. He said, I would that you were, he goes, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not cold in apathy. And you know what apathy is? Well, what does it matter, you know? Sunday's just another day. What does it matter whether I hear the word or I don't hear the word? It's not really a message for me. It's just, you know, one other guy, one, somebody's opinion, hooping and hollering, you know, religious ritual, whatever, you know. And he said, you're not hot. He goes, where's that fervent passion? He said, I could work with you if you're cold because we could light a fire under you. He said, I prefer that you would be hot, that you'd keep the fire, had kept the fire burning, and that you still have a fervent, passionate pursuit. God, I'm looking. I live to hear your voice. I remember working in the woodyard, and you know, uh, uh, you know, they tell you, the church I was in, they tell you, you know, the Holy Ghost, he's not for today. See, you get all the Holy Ghost there is when you get born again. But I knew there was more. I could feel the fire dying down. I could feel the fervency. I could look over and, and see people that had, were sitting in there with just the born again experience. And they're slowly slipping, sliding on the slippery creek bank of the world's ways. They were once saved, and so they were always saved. And, but once saved didn't go them very far. And then I saw these other people that said, no, there's more, there's, there's more. God has more. If you want more of God, He's a person. It's the Holy Spirit. And I remember being in that old barco loader, loading, loading wood, and I'd be praying in other tongues, sounded like Chinese, you know, yin yang yao, yeah, yin ye uba. 
And he says, you're just making that up. Oh, no, I know the difference, honey. I mean, you know, before I got saved, I couldn't speak English, much less any other kind of language. Amen. I wasn't smart enough to think up and even pretend. <laughs> and as I'm pulling them levers, and, and it just felt good while I was praying, and all I knew what the Holy Spirit was, and I remember God... When about the first time I felt like I ever really heard his voice. Oh, it just stunned me. It shocked me. And I thought, I, that was God. That was God. Oh, that God would speak to me. And it lit a hunger and a flaming fire of desire in my life to live to hear that voice. I couldn't. I couldn't do without it. I got where I couldn't wait till Sunday to hear the voice and the voice. So I, I, I needed him Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And I, I, I just keep pulling levers and doing all the, the daily doings. But I'm listening, I'm looking, and I'm searching, I'm pressing in, I'm fervent, I'm putting wood on the fire, I'm passionate. I refuse to let my passion be extinguished by people that don't care. By church that's gone lukewarm. It says, it don't take all that. I don't got to come to church anymore. I just watch from home. I can, but I won't. Be careful, because when you get over into the won't, there'll come a day that you can't. It'll flip on you. It'll change on you. Now, how do we know that we're in these times? He goes, well, well, you're neither hot or cold, you're stale, you're stagnant. You brag, I'm rich. I've got it made. I need nothing from anyone. I don't need a thing. He said, because you say, I don't need a thing. These words are Jesus' words. and He's like the silly, foolish virgins because we're living in the days of the five. And the, he said, when telling the story of what the end times would be like, he said, living in the days when the kingdom of God will be like five foolish virgins and five wise. And the, 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 in the delay... They all had lamps, oil burning lamps. And in the delay, they got a wake-up call. I'll tell you, we're in a wake-up call right now to the church. The church is receiving a wake-up call. And many are asleep. Many are just hiding their head under the covers and under the pillow thinking, you know, what I've done is enough. And so they came to a wake-up call and they got up to trim their lamps and they said, our fire is going out. They were just enough to begin with. And if you stay in the just enough, see, you're going to find you come to a place where there's not enough. And you still got to go buy the oil. Because those that have more than enough cannot let you live out of their more than enough. It will not make up the difference for you're not enough. You got to choose now for your own self. And this is what he said. He goes, you're oblivious that in fact you're in a very precarious position. He goes, here's what I want you to do. 
You need to go buy the gold from me. Gold that's been through the refiner's fire. Then you'll be rich. Buy your clothes from me. Clothes designed in heaven. You've gone half, around half naked long enough. And buy medicine for your eyes from me so that you can see, really see. Now listen, here's the, re- here's the thing. This is where we're at. Everybody's choosing for themselves in the church now. Judgment begins. And the Bible says judge yourself so that you will not be judged when judgment comes to the whole world. He says, so judge, just judge yourself. What's your temperature? Are you cold? Are you hot? Are you lukewarm? Has, the, has your Christian experience become, and your relationship with God become stale and stagnant? That a preacher's got to get up and holler and act like a fool, spit and get red-eyed and red-faced for uh, 35 minutes to get you woke up enough to receive anything at all? I'm persuaded of better things of this house. As I know this, that Jesus said this, and I take this to heart. Bruce, I love you. The people I love, I call to account. I prod and correct and guide so that they'll live at their best. Now up on your feet, then. About face, run after God. I like those last words. It, it means there's still hope. There's still time for me to get a turnaround in my life. There's still time for me to go get some wood from the mountains and come to the house and put it under my pot. There's still time for my temperature to change. There's still time for my life to change. And I get to decide that. I get to decide that for myself. And doing that, you know, like I said, now, if that ain't for you, I'm not for you. If that ain't for you, I'm not for you. This house is not for you. Are you listening? But you mark my words. The days are coming. Are you listening? I mean some difficult days where folks are going to run to the house of God. Run to the house where it's been noised abroad that Jesus is. And I intend that Jesus is here because he is here. Amen. And I'm going to bring him in this building. And I'm not going to bring just a little dab or do you? I'm going to bring a white heart. I'm going to bring a presence because I've been in his presence. I'm going to bring an overflow because I'm living full and just dripping with thankfulness, gratefulness of the glory of God. I tell you, God's going to do some things right now in this house. Right now in this house. And out there uh, where you're at, if you've got just a couple uh, more minutes. I know you've been a long, long uh, time. you got all the rest of the day. I don't know what you had planned. Don't fill your day so full that God ain't got no room in it. Amen. Just keep Him first. Just allow Him. He said, don't allow the fire to go out. What if you check out just before the delivery arrived? God's going to heal people in this. He's going to heal hearts. He's going to heal minds. He's going to heal lives. He's going to go invade like Pastor Sandy said. That was so powerful. I grab a hold of those, uh, grab a hold of those things. And I, I'm proud of you. I know that. You know, uh, you're battling in your body. You didn't feel good, but boy, I heard. I heard the Lord. Amen. I heard the Lord.
See, we're healed as we go, aren't we? Amen. Glory be to God. If you're here today, you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you need to ask Jesus in a greater measure in your life, perhaps you're out there, and somehow, you know, the fire's just died down, you slid way on back. You know, we just need to slide you right back on up here close to the Lord, back into right fellowship and relationship with Him. We don't take these things lightly. I don't know if it's now or if it's next week or if it's next month or if it's the next millennium that you'll hear these words, but I don't take them lightly. God forbid that we ever close the door and there's somebody that needs to just pray a simple prayer. Just tell me how to come to Jesus. Well, it's just that simple. He that comes to uh, God must believe that God is. Believe that Jesus is God's answer for your life. Jesus is the propitiation. He is the substitute. He is the He is the paid in full to the bill that's due that you and I can never pay. If we pay it ourselves, we have to pay the penalty for our sins which is death on our own but Jesus died paying that bill in full so that you could live really live have the life he designed and desired for you all along so I pray this simple prayer dear Jesus come into my heart I hear you knocking I open my heart and I need you to come in I believe that you do And I'm going to follow you from now on. The rest of the way, the rest of my story will be for your glory. Thank you for saving me, for forgiving me, for rescuing me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, and you meant it, I can assure you that God meant every word. And he's good to his word. He'll fulfill his word. The greatest thing that could have ever happened to you has just happened in your life. We want to help you in every way, shape, or form that we uh, can. We've got some free materials for you. This house, the doors are open every Sunday. Uh, They have office hours during the week. You can check us out on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. Uh, There's lots of things that are uh, out there available from Passion Church, Alexander City Campus. Check us out. Uh, we'd uh, let us hear from you again we're here to help you uh, welcome to the family and you need a church family you need uh, to be in the midst of a people who have been there and done that where you just like you had a new beginning in their life but I'll tell you this is a group of people that love the Lord they'll love you and uh, there's no substitute for belonging and being part of something that is greater than all of us and that would be the family of God so until the next time you have a heart that's at rest because you're discovering day by day how very blessed you are thanks for listening to today's podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.